Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Voulez-Vous with Zach and Steve. Today we talk about ABBA the movie. Yeah. Hit that sweet track. I feel like it's been a long time since we last recorded. I think every- It feels like it. I think every because we're not a weekly podcast, I think people constantly forget that we exist. Like, oh, there's a new episode, right? And then because you're always tour, in my mind, you're always touring. Uh, I feel like I'm constantly touring. You're touring right now. I am. We're um, we're about to go on a tour through one of the finest music films I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I that was the creepy laugh. I saw <laughs> I saw Michelle Branch in concert in uh-huh. 2001, and she told the worst tour story I've ever heard. <laughs> what was it? Um, it was like right before uh, All You Wanted, which uh, is a great song. Great song. Yeah. Right before she did it, she was like, sorry if I'm having a hard, hard time singing. Before, on the tour bus for dinner, I had some pizza rolls. And I heated them up too hot, and I burned my tongue. All right, this is all you wanted. That's the lamest <laughs> thing in the world. Guys, wow. Michelle Branch eats pizza rolls. I, but That sounds like Jim Gaffigan's Hot Pockets routine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a true story. It's a true story. Life on Michelle the road Brand. is tough, you guys. Yeah. Sometimes you burn your mouth on some microwaved food. And some Totinos. Yeah. Uh, congrats. really good. <laughs> Congrats on your band's album. Thank you, Steve. Steve and Kate were kind enough to attend the record release show. That's, we I were, guess that's we when were I saw so kind. That's right. That was incredibly <laughs> kind. Thanks for coming. Yeah, congrats. It's It surprises me because it sounds so much more late 90s singer-songwriter than I anticipated. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the chord changes, I'm like, oh. And we've talked about Jonathan Brook before. Yeah. But a lot of it does sound like Jonathan Brook. Yeah, I mean, the, the writing-wise, that's a big part of what the girls do. And uh, arrangement-wise, we try to steer it in a slightly different direction. But I think the album has some acoustic versions on it, if you buy it digitally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think those kind of highlight how 90s singer songwritery the songs really are. Yeah, you hear them in that context. It's so unusual because the harmonies are super Fleetwood Mackey, mm-hmm. uh, and some of the production sounds like very glossy '80s right. pop rock. But right. then some of the like melodic intervals and some of the melodies and the chord progression sound very '90s. So yeah. there's this like interesting collision of all those things. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we recently had a um, a moment in the van where we were. I was on Spotify pulling up songs i think it might have started with michelle branch or vanessa carlton mm-hmm. vanessa vanessa why did i say it like that i'm not from she North changed Carolina. her name actually um after she <laughs> broke up with stephen jenkins from third eye blind she changed uh, her name to what vanessa oh. <laughs> she couldn't take the press <laughs> she needed to become a new person i just made a north carolina joke and i think i offended kate but you know how people from north carolina say like the name brenda is brinda Oh, I didn't know that. And yeah, Vanessa Carlton. It's not quite that pronounced, but it's pretty close, right? Yeah, she's cowering in in, in fear, humor, and shame. shame in the corner. Um, but yeah, we we kind of went. Uh, it might. I forget who it started with. It might have been Nelly Furtado. It might have been any one of those ladies. Yeah. But then it kind of. It was like whatever came immediately to mind. 
you put on next. Yeah. So we were hitting like Meredith Brooks. We were hitting basically all the shit that we're going to talk about on our 90s singer-songwriter podcast. We're going to do it. It should be you and me and and the secret someone's girls. Yeah. That's what we should do. Yeah. They only get one microphone though. Yeah, deal. Because women they are have to harmonize equal to 0.25 <laughs> of a human microphone. In podcasting. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I just want to say, this is this is a great year and time of year for pop records. Oh, yeah. In general. Yeah, I mean, is. Carly Rae hit us in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's really growing on me, I have to say. Gr- it didn't gr- like well, arrive we, on we your talked body about like it a when fungal it... like <laughs> coat. <laughs> I didn't have the fungal coat thing, but I did. I liked it a lot at first, and now I'm really. The more I listen, the more I enjoy it. Yeah, it's really. And the more I realize how it's really well written. I think the songs are much better constructions than the stuff on 1989. Also, the Church's album is incredible. They're so great. Yeah. They're so great. I haven't heard the new one yet. I gotta listen to it. It's like all of the best songs from their first record. Uh huh. Like. Even, there's maybe one dud on the whole album. That's cool. it. It's like all of the great energy and melodicism and great like synth riffs from their first one, and it's just the whole record of it. Cool. It's great. My friend um, Allison Weiss just put out a really good kind of synth pop She came up record. on my Discover Weekly list. Cool. Yeah. Her record came out the same day as the Secret Someone's yes. record. And she, I forget who she works with, but it's her stuff previously has been a little more pop punk, and this is... This kind of sounds like a like a mid career cure record yeah. in its production. Yeah. A lot of like synthy strings but live drums and Yeah. She's she's such a great writer. So I feel like you can't really fuck her songs up, but it's a it's an interesting uh turn for her and I really like it. It's really good. Check out all of these people. Yeah. Allison's record, there's a song called Over You that is I think my favorite so far. Okay. If you're gonna listen to one. I will listen to more of it. Let's. Oh, we also have to mention. Yeah. I think this is significant. Uh huh. The cease and desist worked. We are not drinking Soleil. <sighs> I'm drinking a coffee. I am licking my wounds. <laughs> so I'm drinking my blood. Is that <laughs> is that satiating your thirst? No. Mm, I didn't think so. Only Soleil can cure what ails me when I'm wounded. But yeah, we don't have any Soleil this episode. We also didn't have any Soleil when we watched Abba the movie. We didn't. We watched it last week at my house. We did. I got now, it. That's it's funny because it's a little hazy for me now. I remember uh, kind of some broad strokes about the movie. Had we done this the day after, I would have more specifics, but yeah, maybe so, it's better that way. So I got the DVD from the, yeah, New, York from the New York Public Library, Library, went home. I whipped up a lot of appetizers like i just remember i covered my coffee table in appetizers i'm like my mom i get nervous that i'm not feeding people enough you were lovely you were a wonderful host steve i was okay we got to see pizza we got to see pizza we got to that's see john. my dog john is not my dog uh no. nor is he an appetizer <laughs> unless wink wink um waka waka so we watched I do, it uh, uh, briefly yeah i, I just want to thank the new york public library because They've been an invaluable resource for Voulez-vous. What else did they do? You've gotten books about them. Oh, for, yeah. I mean, 
it's it's been a tremendous wealth of knowledge and joy. If you click donate in the upper left corner of your phone right now, yeah. <laughs> it'll automatically send $5 to the New York Public Library branch of your choice. So thank you guys for donating to the New York Public Library. Again, another sponsor for us this week. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck canned mimosas. Do We're not, all about public service this Do you know week. what I'm thirsty for? Knowledge. Mm. Knowledge is power, Steve. Yep. And Abba the movie. Let's get to it. You don't remember very much of it. I do. I do. I just um like I I'm I'm not remembering very clearly what songs fall where that kind of stuff. But I remember enough about the film. You have a list? Yeah, I'm gonna bring it up. So okay, featured so songs is... in chronological order. Yeah. Tiger. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> SOS. Money. 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 He is your brother. Oh yeah. Intermezzo they... number one. Waterloo. Mamma Mia, Rock Me, I've Been Waiting For You, Name of the Game, Why Did It Have To Be Me, what a great song, When I Kiss the Teacher, Get On the Carousel, I'm a Marionette, Fernando, Dancing Queen, So Long, Eagle, Thank You For The Music. Shit, man. Oh, and the opening credits has the introductory bars of Holding Your Soul. Right, which I love. Yeah. When it has like the airplane flying over yeah, that into was Australia. It's the the whole intro is these quick cuts where you're going back and forth between uh is that the like radio station manager? He's going, They're the biggest thing in the world. And then like crowd of people going, Abba, Abba. And then Probably. back to the guy. We have to get a conversation with them. So to put on the air. What's the weirdo premise of this film? The weirdo premise of this film is that there's a so Abba's coming to Australia for a tour. Which was for real. Which was for real. So this is set in Australia, the entire film. The, it opens with this country disc jockey. He only plays country records. He's kind of wrapping up his show. He goes into his manager's office, and his manager says, I'm sending you to meet with Abba. We need to get an interview, and I don't want some bullshit surface-level interview. I want to get deep. I want to get intimate. I want to get personal. With this band that everybody loves. And he goes, why are you sending me? I'm the country guy. And I can't remember why. I don't know why. He selected. <laughs> I just kept remembering how much that opening scene reminded me of The Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, Fozzie and Kermit are trying to convince him, uh, their editor, to send them to London. Yes. To find out what happened to Lady Holiday's Diamonds. Right. It's. I mean, it's an incredibly uh, recyclable and flimsy plot device. And really, it's the only thing that the movie stands on. It's basically a glorified concert film, which I think would be better if they had just put out a concert film, because those are the best moments in the movie. Well, what's weird, though, like, I really like the Justin Bieber documentary, Never Say Never. Oh, I haven't seen it. I cried twice in it. Okay. Um, if... Besides concert footage and, like, people walking around and, like, fans screaming, you need somebody talking. Like, yeah, you need filler. And my guess is, like, Abba did not want to sit there and be interviewed and, like, do the, like, well, we're about to go on stage. Right. So nervous. Right. I get that. So my, I think they had to fill it with something besides, like, Anita's beautiful bum. Oh. Which was a significant how subplot. every fucking seven minutes <laughs> they talk about how she's been voted the most beautiful bottom in the world. Yeah, it's we, constantly coming up. Yeah, they talk about Anita's bum nonstop. 
I looked on um, the Rotten Tomatoes page for this film. Yeah. And it's got the list of the uh, the actors in the film. Yeah. And if you click on her biography, the photo is her turned around with her back to the audience. It's literally a picture of her ass and her long blonde hair. But like, Annie Fried's butt looks kind of the same. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And there's that one scene when they're in the hotel room and they're talking about how... Uh, they're talking about Agneta's butt in the press. <gasps> oh, and yeah. And Anna gets this kind of visible look on her face like, oh, it's always about this chick. God damn it. Why can't it be about the music? Right. And what about me? She's a good looking woman. She's a good looking lady. With a lady. fucking tremendous voice. She There's kills in this movie. One of the first, uh, I think like one of the first pieces of footage you see, get off the horn, Agneta. Um I think that was the Soleil truck. That was the Soleil truck. Not tonight. Nope. Mr. Chance. Mr. Chance is them like singing before they go on stage, and like Annie Fried rips this yeah, like, dude. crazy, crazy high note, like yeah, soulfully. Yeah, her warm up is like, <laughs> it's amazing. That's how I warm up at the gym. Yeah, and then I do some push ups and I go home. <laughs> um, you just go so you can wear the little shorts. Yeah, I've seen your gym outfit. Have you? No, it's not little. I mean, they're, no, but I've imagined they're above. <laughs> they're above the knee. I hate those like big dumpy long ones. Yeah, that's no good. It's weird. Um, I just wear a thong to the gym. Oh, that's it. Because I want people to see the progress in my glutes. Yeah, people comment on it. Yeah, they put they post little thumb likes on your butt (laughs) every time it looks better. Oh, that's what those are. That's why I have so many thumbs attached to my butt. Ah, okay, okay. But the I mean the plot device is silly. It's silly and um, it it. There's all these. I mean, he is such a frustrating character. He's so stupid. He leaves the he leaves the radio station for his first day on the ABBA job. He forgets his press pass, which he somehow never manages to obtain until the end of the movie. And then it finally shows up, and he's like, "Keep it." To yeah. the guy at the front desk. Yeah. You're not so going to need that in the future? So maybe? he thinks that like he goes to the first place and assumes, oh, it'll be so easy to speak to, get to the interview. biggest pop group on planet Earth. Yeah. I'll just walk up and take him out for a coffee. And he has like an opportunity to like sort of interact with, like maybe get close, but he doesn't have his press pass. Yeah. So he has to call his editor and he's like, oh, I had a great conversation, but I need to go to the next concert. Right. So he keeps following them around the country, and each time there's an opportunity, he doesn't have his press pass. Right. Until right. the very last place, and he has his press pass. Right. And my, one of and my favorite, like, yeah, one of my favorite moments happens kind of early in the film where they're doing a photo shoot outdoors somewhere, and there's a lot of press gathered around them. And this guy walks up. I think his name's Lindsay. Hmm. What is it? Ashley, right? Ashley. Some kind of f- female name. Very fey. So, so Ashley walks up to uh, to Abba, like pushes his way through the press, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you want to go somewhere and talk?" And everyone around him is going, "Get out of the way! We're trying to take. Jeez, you guys want to go? We can go sit somewhere, have some dinner. Just you know, you and me. And what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, is that how people used to obtain interviews in the seventies? Is this normal? Well, I are think, we viewing this through a lens of modern time, or has that always been fucking crazy? It's weird. We have to spend so much time with him, and he's so <laughs> he's awful, very unlikable. Like, he drives in the wrong direction on the way to an ABBA concert, and oh, he yeah. asks someone like, 
which way to the ABBA concert? They're like, who? He's like, ABBA, the biggest country, biggest pop band in the world. And they're like, oh, it's the other way. And he's yeah. like, don't be mad at them. You drove right. the wrong way, asshat. Right. Also, he he um keeps keeps getting rejected by the security guard oh, who yeah. is doing his job yeah. and doing it well. Protecting them. Protecting this From asshats like him group. that doesn't even have his supplies. Right. Showed up for the test with no pencils. Like, what do you mean I can't get in? Right. <laughs> yeah, he's totally one of those guys. One of those very entitled... I think this movie highlighted for me historically two things. The sad state of Australian journalism in the 70s <laughs> and the sad state of Australian breasts in the 70s because they kept showing like in like montages while music was playing and he was trying to get around like uh-huh. people wearing ABBA gear and it'd always be a skin tight ABBA shirt on a really unflattering set of breasts. <laughs> it was either that nobody in Australia has flattering breasts, which I can't imagine is true. Please tweet us pictures if... If we're mistaken. Hashtag flattering Australian breasts. <laughs> That's oh. your whole tweet. That's a lot of characters, but it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to write anything else. I mean, no. a picture says a thousand, thousand words, a thousand tweet characters. Um, well, you know, it, or it's, it's just people with the most unflattering breasts were the ones wearing Abba shirts. Yeah. It, it really paints a, an unpleasant picture of the people of Australia generally because everyone is kind of a little gnarly looking not very well spoken it's it's like it reinforces like the english stereotype about australians yeah like they're all descended from criminals <laughs> and they're these and they're these freaks that live on this island out in the middle of nowhere and remember it's very weird what it, when you're trying to appeal to your australian fan base to paint them this way and it might just highlight the fact that in the 70s like parents were the ones with purchasing power right, but so right. much of it was like parents being like they're a wholesome group. They're clean. I, I like them because they're, they're clean. Yeah. Very nice sound. They don't go they out there the with, bait. like the other rock stars look like they walked in out of the sewer. With a garbage bag on them. Not like that at all. You know? <laughs> nice, very clean, clean pop group. And then at the end of the film, there's that cab driver who's rushing Ashley to the radio station to play this tape that he hastily threw together in the cab. Yeah. And the cab driver's like, you know... I took my wife and my kids to the show because I thought they were clean cut, but boy, was I wrong. Guess They're what distracted their him. asses. Right. I hate this yeah. bum. There it is again. Fucking and he's like, you know, I liked it, but I'm with my wife and my kids. What are they going to think? That it, women have absurd. butts. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. My kids are going to find out that women have butts. Yeah. I We've failed to mention one of the best parts about the movie, hmm. which is when Ashley goes crazy twice. One, when he has that weird dream sequence where he interviews them while Name of the Game Name plays. of the Game. That's a great moment. And, and it goes on for it goes like too long. Yeah, it's the whole damn song. Yeah. It's like them gauzily with like Barbara Walters like sheen over it the is. lens. That's exactly it. Like singing to him and he's like running through the fields with both of them. And, and he looks like he has party. a sexual relationship with all four members of the band. Yeah. You, like you, the guys are like kind of intimate with him in a way that implies something and so are the women and all four members of abba look so approachable and sexy compared to him you're like they would never let this yeti right into their dinner party yeah i hope yeti is not listening <laughs> yeti we'd love to have you on the show it it is yeah it, it's it's there was that and then there's the sequence is that during eagle what song is it where where they're um 
he finally gets the interview. Yeah, yeah, in it's the elevator. Eagle. Is it Eagle? Out that of was all one, of the songs, that, movie, that song started, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this so, is amazing!" Right as he walks away from the receptionist desk, when the person's like, "They're You've gone, got your you missed pad. them." He's like, "Keep it." And then yeah. he goes like because to go into an elevator, right? Because he it, thinks they've gotten on the plane already and left, and they're never coming back to Australia. Yeah, and he's blown his chance. Yeah. So he like goes to get on an elevator and it opens up and it's all four members. And he gets in, he's like, Do you mind if I ask you a question? They're like, Sure. And then Door it's like, closes. Dum, 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 dum. Oh, no, that's the name of the game. It's even slower. How's that eagle thing start? Yeah. Yeah, it's and great. then it like the like elevator gets weirdly prismatic, uh-huh. and they're like li- and they're like singing to the camera. Then it like intersperses with prismatic, like kaleidoscopic him interviewing them. It's so weird, and it's like a six and a half minute number. And then at the end of it, they get off the elevator. Now, even if this is the largest building on Earth, there's no way that that elevator ride lasted more than two minutes. Elevator technology was bad back then, man. How did he get a full-length interview that he can play on the air in an elevator ride? And he seems very happy with what he got. Yeah. Like he was able to get this intimate expose from ABBA in an elevator ride. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about... There are two favorite things about ABBA talking that I really like. They give like a press conference early on. Oh, that's great. And then they ask... Anyeta about her bum, and she goes, "I don't know. I haven't seen it." Right, which is great. <laughs> right, yeah. Because um, double mirror technology, they didn't know back then to hold one mirror up in front of another one no. to look at your butt. No one had seen their own butt in 1978. It's crazy the world we live in now. Technology has advanced so fast. And then the second was when they were talking about being rich, and Benny says oh, something yeah. along the yeah. lines of like, "Well." It's a lot of taxes because it's Sweden. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually... He says that twice? Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually he's like, but you know, like, it's not actually about the money for us. Like, we... It's all about the music. And if the music's not great, we... Like, that's what we care about. We just want to make sure we make the greatest music possible yeah. at, at any price or any cost. Yeah, and I will so say that... So he saves himself a little bit. Yeah, and I think that they actually come off quite well in this movie, yeah. I thought. I, I they, they endeared themselves to me a little bit more as people. And I also, you know, I thought it was funny to see them in a press interview complaining so much about touring. Yes. When they're on a tour that presumably they should be promoting with yeah. this interview. But I also think... That is the crux of them in a big way. Like, we, we're a couple records away, but I've been listening to Super Trooper a bunch. And that record really deals with this period yeah, of being on tour and feeling isolated and not having steady footing and how that feels. I think Super Trooper, to me, is like becoming one of my favorite uh, road songs ever. Yeah, it's a great one. It's it's pretty flawless as a song and i don't want to get too much into it but i'm 
like flipping out over that song recently. Yeah. In a way that I never have. And it's named for lights. Stage lights. Right. Yeah, which, which is, is great. great. It's great. Um, Something else about ABBA the movie. Well, you don't really... Here's... I found it really thrilling to watch actual ABBA footage. Like, I pulled out my it's computer to, to take man. notes. Yeah. And I didn't because I just wanted to keep watching them. Yeah. Like... I honestly felt like, oh, they're here. They're still alive. I know. Yeah. Um, they are still alive, Steve. They are still alive. Yes. Literally but I all felt of like them. It made me want to like see them now. And like, you know, you see like touring footage of Madonna and you're like, she's so great. I want to see her. And you can actually still see this 80 year old woman doing yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, Abba's not going to do that. It was just so exciting to watch them. And it made me excited to watch their Wembley show when we do that one. Yeah. Um, I, the, the concert footage in this is pretty spectacular yeah i agree the band sounds great they they sing so i mean i i was wondering how much of it is kind of post-production they seem like the kind of band that maybe would go in and sweeten some stuff after the fact yeah uh but it, it it's it's really pretty flawless performances from everybody yeah and it's exciting yeah they're it, so it, happy doing yeah. it. yeah and it's got more energy and more vitality than I expected from them for some reason. I thought they were going to be a little more like kind of stiff and perfectionist. Yeah. And they really put on a great show. Well, part in of addition the, to sounding great. Part of the energy, I, like all the songs were sped up a little bit. Yeah. Like, except for Dancing were... Queen. Oh. Dancing yes. Queen's a little slower and it's down a whole step. I'm totally fine with it. I, it was still it really so... took me out of it. To see the crowd like screaming like i started to get emotional because like i could yeah. not imagine like being into abba at the time and then seeing them in concert i that mean yeah that'd be amazing my goddamn mind what was your favorite performance moment in the movie i forget what song it was but there's one where anyeta is not there and she's that's what i was gonna say and, and anna Fried is just running around stage yeah. just being a maniac she's Which like one? hamming it up why did it have to be me that's a great moment she really She's a total cheeseball, but she also sounds fantastic. Yeah, and, and the guys sing so well too. They sound great. So, it's so interesting to see like a pop band. Like when I when I saw like One Direction, like yeah. any pop show, you go see Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. It's very produced. Those shows, like mm-hmm. they have set pieces, they have like back design, and it's interesting to see this. Like, yeah, there's like these goofy, weird hand motions that Abba's doing. Like yeah. they're kind of wearing chintzy looking costumes uh-huh. and they're, they just look like people playing music on stage. They don't yeah. look like the biggest pop band of the time, right. which is like, it has this like homespun quality, which feels really, uh, at con, not conflict, but it seems dissonant with the fact that they have like the brightest, glossiest pop music right. of the time. Yeah, I mean, that would never occur with today's pop acts. No. Anybody who's at that level is going to be like a Broadway sort of performance. Yeah. You know? I mean, Taylor Swift is like, does the same banter every night. Yeah. I actually heard from someone who opened some dates on the 1989 tour. Yeah. That the her pre, not pre, uh, you know, uh, interstitial kind of monologues yeah. that she does. Yeah. Where she's like, I feel like this is a sleepover or whatever the fuck she talks about. Yeah. They're not only are they the same thing every night, They're she timed. has them pre recorded so that if she doesn't feel up to talking in between songs, she can lip sync the dialogue and they'll play it back over the house system. That's crazy. Right? That's crazy. It's like timed with a click. 
so that she can lip sync along and it's always perfectly lined up. All I, the beats, everything is like locked in. I heard the same thing about Michelle Branch's Totina's pizza roll story. Yeah, yeah. She just, same night. And you wouldn't know unless you followed her from Columbus, Ohio to Cleveland, Ohio right. to Pittsburgh. You know what her, I mean? The roof of her mouth must be a mess. <laughs> a She's bloody mess. She's skin grafted on it every couple of weeks. Are you happy now? That's what I want to know. Could you look me in the eye and tell me that you're happy now? <laughs> um, something about... Oh, I was going to say One Direction was a pop concert where I was surprised because it did have a feel of more of a rock concert. That's and cool. that, like, they were walking around, they were interacting with people. One of them was actually playing the guitar. Right. They didn't do, there were points, I think they changed, like, colored t shirts. Uh-huh. So they, like, they wore, like, the short sleeve, but, like, long tailed t shirt in black. And then they come out and then they'd be wearing one in white. Right, right. And then they change into a tank top. Like, yeah. But the the back stayed the same. The band stayed the same. There was, like, most of their interstitials were like, all right, how are you guys feeling? Pretty good, because we're seeing One Direction. Yeah. We feel pretty great about yeah. it. But, like, that's the, only, that's the only time I've seen a pop concert that felt, like, loose to me a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I like that. I find it very endearing. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I, I just loved about them in this movie is that, yeah, the choreography is kind of awkward. It looks like they came up with it on the plane. Yeah. Because they don't really move their torsos at all. Yeah. Like, they could have come up with it while they were sitting down. They These little finger-pointing gestures. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I suppose this is how a lot of bands feel, but um, for them complaining about how much they don't like touring, they just really seem to rip it up on stage and love it. Yeah, um, they, I think they say as much in that interview. They yeah. say something like, you know, when we're performing, that's the fun part. But, and I, I certainly relate to that. I mean, that's, you know, you spend 23 hours of your day doing a lot of other shit so that you can spend that period of time playing music. Yeah. So if that's not fun, it's not really worth it. Yeah. And they certainly seem like they're having a great time. Yeah. And why wouldn't they be? They've got this great catalog of songs. Their band sounds killer. Yeah. They sound tremendous. And you some of the songs... you got two great butts to look at. Two tremendous behinds. And some of the songs to me that on the records are kind of throwaway things really pop live. Yeah. In a way that I was pleased about. What were we saying? What was the first song in the film? That they Tiger. Performed? Tiger. They've got those like, great that was hand one, motions. Yeah, that was one that was like, okay, this is actually pretty pretty badass. Yeah. In a live context. It's pretty fun. And then the stuff I thought I would love, I did. SOS sounded great. Yeah. Take a Chance on Me sounded great. Yes. It's a it's a blast, it's, even you know, in spite of the the poorly designed plot and the utterly unlikable main character in the film. He's they did just nothing insufferable, to that guy. To him. Yeah, I I thought he was gonna kill himself like once every five minutes, and every time I was like, "Come on, dude!" Didn't it's we time. say that like that would be the like we kept hoping that would be it, like he'd kill himself? Oh, a murder early mystery. Uh, yeah, right. We thought when there's the first scene when he's like wrapping up his radio broadcast. He's kind of putting on the record. He's putting on his hat. He's getting ready to leave. And I thought, you know, like first five minutes of this ABBA movie, this guy, you just hear a gunshot and you know that he's killed himself. Yeah. And the rest of the movie is ABBA trying to figure out who's <gasps> behind this or why did he kill himself? What was the motivation? An ABBA caper. Right. Like help. Like the Beatles movie. Yeah. You know, it had, I think that would be really fun to see them. And I think that's what I expected. I expected some real like corny weird spice world kind of film 
And it's really just a kind of a dressed up concert movie. Yeah. Which maybe is just as well. Yeah. If you ignore the stupid stuff with Ashley yeah. and just pay attention to the historical like concert footage, it's right. really it's really great. There's also a lot of really hilarious directorial choices. Uh, Directed that, by Lasse Hallstrom. The, yeah, yeah. The guy who did uh, The Shipping News and Chocolat. Something else too, right? Yeah, he's done a lot. That we were like, oh wow, some other huge film. But yeah, there, there's these like easy rider sort of yeah. like cutting edge for the time edits and things that are just now look really dated and hilarious and really out of place in the album movie. Yeah. It's great considering the fact that Stig Anderson wanted it and ABBA did not. Yeah. But they still had to do it. The only time I really checked out in this film performance-wise was when they do the songs from Girl with the Golden Hair. Oh, yeah. the Those kind of, I was on my phone Get on the carousel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get <laughs> on know? the carousel. What's the other one? Uh, uh, I'm a marionette. I'm a marionette. Just Blah. like, come on. But then, thank you for the music. Come on. What yeah. a wonderful way to close the film. And I've often wondered how did it all start? And actually, they did in the movie what we talked about, uh, our ABBA biopic closing with them singing Thank You for the Music on a bare stage. That happens, basically, in the movie. So they're way ahead of us. The other thing he made was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Ah, what's wrong with... What is it? My My friend Bess, her mom once was like, what's that movie? What's the matter with Bobby Eggplant? <laughs> <laughs> it's so close. The she, I rem- it's it's a green uh sort of vegetable or fruit. Yeah. Bobby Gilbert. What's There's the matter with <laughs> Bobby Eggplant? That reminds me Eggplant? of someone who John went to college with. Uh-huh. Their grandma was talking about Susical the musical. Sorry. <laughs> I was tapping to pen loudly. And uh That was good, Kate. The grandma was like referred to it as Sustical the Mustical. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good Broadway mustical. That sounds oh, like we've an had absolutely... a million musticals the past couple of years. Won't they do something creative? Um, so we have a lot of love for this movie, and we're gonna yeah. wrap it up there. Yeah, I had a great time watching it. Yeah. And you were a wonderful host, and we had some delicious snacks. If you want to watch this movie with me, tweet at me, and I will make some great appetizers. Oh, yeah. I'd watch it again. Um, we we want to thank uh, Totino's Pizza Rolls for sponsoring today's <laughs> show and the New York Public Library. And the bandages I've taped to the top of my mouth from all the bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a weird couple of weeks coming up because you go on tour soon. Yeah. In November, I'll be gone. But... We're going to stockpile some episodes uh, for that period of time. So we have we have a variety of weirdo episodes based on stuff we've done. We also have an exciting one coming up with a special guest, which I'm really excited yeah, for. Yeah, our first guest on the show for, for the... Uh... I don't the, want the titular voulez-vous episode. Oh my god, it's such a great record. 
It's a I, great, I don't yeah. want to say who the special guest is because if it falls through, I'm going to feel really sad. Yeah. And then time will have recorded my mistake, just like time has recorded all of my mistakes. Let's just say it's not one of the members of ABBA. Let's say it's not Mr. Soleil and Mrs. Mimosa. Oh. Um, but if you have an idea for an extra show that you'd like us to do, a bonus segment, or if there's something you want us to include, please tweet at us at yeah. VoulezVousCast. You can also always find us at voulezvouscast.com. Um, before we, le- for the people who've been rating us and writing reviews, we love you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It warms our heart that there are people listening. Um, it's also fun to see for us. Uh, I don't think we can do this via iTunes, but on SoundCloud, we can see where people are listening. Oh, yeah. And we've got a few Swedish listeners, and we've got someone in Iran. It's like, wow, shit. Yeah. So if you're out there uh, far away from us, we want to say hello and thank you for tuning in. This is very cool. We love that you love us so much and that you're so obsessed with us. Yeah. That really makes we us happy. We love how much you love us because we love ourselves even more <laughs> than today, you ever could. <laughs> today, a, uh, a friend of mine who I work with said to me, how are you? You look good. You look good. Are you in love? I mean, you're in love with yourself. Let's be honest. And I was like... They didn't She's like, don't, word be, in don't be ashamed. You should love yourself. I do want to read. You should love yourself. Thank you. You of all people. Oh, I don't. I'm having a hard time parsing that. I of all people should love myself. Should love yourself. Yeah, yeah. that's what you're she a very was. lovable guy. Oh, thanks. Oh, I thought you meant like everyone should love themselves. I'm like, yeah. Well, I think so. Yeah, I think everyone should. All it's three okay. of us in this room are lovable and should love ourselves. Yep. Um, let's Kate, read one of these. Kate was a. Uh, when she was young, she was an artist and a, what was it? A lover of stories. A mustacle. <laughs> a real mustacle. A real mustacle. They used to call her Custicle the Mustacle. <laughs> um, let's read one of these reviews off of iTunes, Zach. Yeah, please. This one, it comes from us from Josh S. Fitz. Maybe it's Josh's Fitz or Josh Spitz 61885. Thank you. He is a big fan of ours on Twitter. Yeah, we were talking to him while we were watching Abba the movie via Twitter. Find him on Twitter and then find an exchange in which he sent us a great video of Abba singing, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. And (laughs) Ani Freed elbows Anyeta and gives her the nastiest look. That is glorious. Yeah, it's great. I I want that like moving image tattoo to cross my butt cheek. Um, He writes about our podcast. Like a flip book? Like Like a flip book. Shake your butt? Yep, if you, you spin me in a circle, yeah. Yeah. it'll be like a zoetrope. Is Ooh. that what those are? Where I don't like know, but I like slits? that word. Um, he writes on iTunes, rating us five stars. Thank you so much for the five stars. You My have. new favorite music podcast. I've been agonizing for years over the dearth of ABBA-related material, such as podcasts. You and us both. Yep. Svitz. Voulez-vous completely fills this longtime void for me. I've been a lifelong ABBA obsessive, and I completely appreciate Zach and Steve's hilarious, insightful, and thoroughly entertaining take on Swedish Fab Four. Keep up the f- ABBA Ulus work. Now, we love a good ABBA pun. We love a good ABBA pun, and we love a good ABBA fan like you, Josh Fitz. Christine Tuna gave us a good one, too. Do you want me to read that? Yeah, why not? Sure. Hi, Christine, if you're listening. Hi, Christine Tuna. She writes, the best ABBA podcast on iTunes. As it turns out, we're the only one. <laughs> Voulez-vous with Zach and Steve is prob ABBA-ly 
the best ABBA podcast I've ever heard. It's also the only ABBA podcast I've ever heard, but still. Zach and Steve are hilarious as they journey together through the discography of those Swedish sensations exploring all things ABBA. Whether you're ABBA-sessed... That's or two. There's two. Two for Tuesday. Or just enjoy a good pop song from the 70s, you'll love this podcast. So sit back, crack open a can of Redacted for legal reasons, <laughs> and bask in the glory that is Voulez-vous. So thank you, Christine Tuna yeah, and Josh. Christine is a lovely person. Hi, Christine. Uh, so please rate us, uh, comment, and leave one, and we will make sure to read it on the show. Um, also tweet at Voulez-vous uh, cast. You can also tweet at me, There is Thunder. Zach? And me, Zach Jones Music. So we'll hear you two weeks from now with our new episode. We, ab- won't, we won't hear them. No, but uh, we hope They'll we be do. Hearing us. You'll be hearing us two weeks from now yeah. when we talk about ABBA's album, Voulez-vous. Thank you <laughs> for listening. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Steve. And thank you for the music. Those songs we continue to sing. Good night. That being said, how do we always end it? Um, for Custical the Mustical, Sistical the Mystical, and, and Zaxtical the Maxtical. Thank you for the music. The songs, <laughs> the songs were Sisticals. Okay, let's do that again. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Kate, just remind us how to end the show.